Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Tuesday, November the 22nd, 2016. A dark and dreary, cold, wet Tuesday in late November as fall, Ryan Green, begins to turn to winter. uh, High-pressure system moving out, (laughs) correct? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay, something like that. Yeah, no. This is what uh, this is what all the uh, rain in California over the weekend that you saw in a lot of football games is. That, that's the system that has now moved to Colorado. Okay. So that's what we're seeing here. Um, but yeah, it's just weird because we had all of November with eighty degree weather, and now it's like, oh yeah, I forgot we do get snow. Ryan, I missed you on the show yesterday. You were working as you as you are wont to do, yes. and you're moving too, moving, which is yes. difficult. Moving, it's yeah, it's just uh, it's been a busy month. I have to say, for those who listened to the show yesterday, I I, I half apologize and I half don't. I got in, uh, I was at the UCL training center, and I was running on about 20 minutes of sleep. Dang. So, because I had done the Nuggets game the night before, got home, had laundry to finish up, and my wake-up call is a 4 a.m. wake-up call. So, by the time I finally finished up, it was like 3 in the morning, or (sighs) 2.30. And at that point, when you got to get up at 4 a.m., you're like, what's the point with... Might as well just... I did doze off for a hot second for about 20 minutes, and that's what I was running on. But the issue, uh, Ryan Green, was by the time I got into the car to record the show at, uh, like, 2 in the afternoon, 2.30, I was wiped, right? right? And I and I got in the car, and I had, Ryan, a spiritual experience <laughs> in the car. Because you like, were tripping? I, I, no, because oh, I started okay. talking, and my brain shut off. Went on autopilot, and my Dang. mouth kept moving. Like, I got out of the car after recording the show. By the way, we record these in, in our respective automobiles. <laughs> uh, I, I got out of the car, and I did not know what I had just said. Had I spoken in tongues? If I'd spoken English? I didn't know. Uh, thankfully, though, I say I half apologize because I went back and listened to it, and it's a uh, pretty good show. <laughs> If you, do, say. if you don't say so yourself. Yeah, if I don't say... I can... Uh, just saying, I can do a pretty good show on 20 Minutes of Sleep. Uh, the show is always much better, though, when Ryan Green is here to, to, to chat with. I miss him when he's not here. I miss his musk. Um, Thanksgiving week, of course, we want to make sure that all of the folks out there are uh, enjoying their Thanksgiving. We haven't quite figured out what the plan is going to be. The Broncos released their media schedule today, just a little while ago. They oh. do plan... To practice on Thanksgiving Day early, though. They're going to go like 10 a.m. to noon. Um, we'll do shows, as okay. we do every day. We'll do a show on really? Thanksgiving. Uh, Ryan might not. I will, though. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I, I will be out there Wait Thanksgiving Day in the morning. Uh, push back my, my afternoon activity. But we'll have a Broncos show for you. So if you're sitting around after, uh, you know, eating turkey and, and, th- and being thankful yourself. for stuff... Uh, be sure to just uh, pop that on. Yeah. Pop, pop that on and uh, watch some football while listening to two guys talk about football. And let tryptophan do the rest. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's dive in here. Let's talk a little bit of Broncos. Today, of course, okay. the headline of our show today, it is our Get to Know a Bronco episode. Broncos off today. Tuesday, of course, being the players off day. Mm-hmm. So we, like I have said for weeks, have finally gotten on the right production calendar. We do indeed have, Ryan, Capri Bibbs uh, running back for your Ooh, Denver Broncos. I like him. Uh, yeah, he's pretty good. You know why I like him? Why? He's a CSU Ram. Oh, it sucks to be a CSU Ram. <laughs> Dang. It sucks to be. Sorry, right, you guys are getting a new stadium because your old one was 
300 years old. And, you know, see was good for the first time in years. Hey, you know, we're there, you number know. 10 in the country. <laughs> number going to be probably number 9 in the country okay. after tonight. And uh, okay. a couple of dominoes fall their way, and they could be, you know, in the playoff. And, uh, right. A couple of dominoes fall, Broncos are in the Super Bowl. You know, CSU, it's, uh... CSU still still in the Mountain <laughs> West, right? Still a, still a uh, bottom barrel team in the Mountain West. You know, right? I, I, I thought this was a Broncos podcast. It is a Broncos in, podcast. Uh... Let's talk Broncos. Um, let's talk Broncos, right? So the, the before we get to Capri, though, and really a phenomenal conversation with Capri, we got to hear a little bit of his background. I learned two things about him. I learned that he hates McDonald's. What? And that he wants to slay demons. Well, I'm, I'm alright with the second one. So I learned those two things about him, and we'll play that uh, here in just a second. But Ryan, do want to recap some of the news of the day for the Broncos. The Broncos yesterday, after, I, after right at, actually, just as I was recording yesterday, they made a couple of transactions. They signed a wide receiver, Marlon Brown. Uh, yeah. Most notably from the Raiders. Played, uh, got a total of 38 games on his resume, 87 receptions, had 47, uh, 49 receptions in 2014, has seven career touchdowns. His rookie year was was pretty impressive. He was a he's a former Pro Bowler, it looks like. Um, that can't be right. No way. Um, oh, yeah, I don't know about Pro Bowl. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, sorry, I was reading that the wrong way. Uh, no, but seven rece- seven touchdown catches, 49 receptions his rookie year. Kind of trailed off in the last two years. 24 catches in 2014, just 14 catches uh, last year. Has not made a catch. But they signed Marlon Brown, not to the practice squad, but to the active roster. Mm-hmm. And to make room for him, they released Terry and Nixon, a, a guy who... Had been added and then kicked off, and yeah, he was one on of those, the bubble a lot. Yeah, he's. He, I think he's still on the bubble. Yeah, frankly. He, I, he's still a placeholder. It wouldn't surprise me to see him wind up back with this with this Broncos team. Right. Yeah. I mean, we. You know, uh, Marlon Brown was uh, in training camp with the Broncos. He was fighting for a roster spot. Was he? Oh my uh, God, he, yeah, was. he was. I forgot he was. Yeah. And so uh, this doesn't. Uh, I guess the. The most surprising part is that it was a receiver. Um, I think that might say a lot about Cody Latimer. Yeah, let's get to that in a second. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think when you look at you know how Lorenzo Doss has played, Torian Nixon wasn't really a, a – and, and with Akeeb coming back, it wasn't really a, a position of need. Uh, but what I took away from this was I, – I, I don't know. I, I think it says something about Cody Latimer. I'm still a little – uh, surprised as to why they, they sign a receiver. Again, when you look at the roster and you look at the passing game, you're like, well, we're not really <laughs> desperate for a receiver. So maybe special teams, I don't know. I, some of the moves that they've made, you know, with tight ends and all that stuff, I don't really understand. And maybe that's not my job to understand. Uh, well, I think it kind of is your job. That's why we <laughs> do this show. But um, I, look, I, I think the the big question for me, and you alluded to it, was what does this mean for Cody Latimer? Right. And what does this mean, not necessarily for Cody Latimer, but about Cody Latimer mm-hmm. and what the Broncos think of Cody Latimer? Latimer has been inactive a number of times this season. Um, it just hasn't worked. Yeah. Cody yeah. Cody has physical tools, but I he's he's just... I don't think he loves football. Like I, I don't know that he I don't know that he loves football. I've heard the mental prep isn't yeah. there for him. I don't I don't know that he loves I think he loves being an athlete. I think he I think he may love football. Right. But I, I watch him in the locker room, I watch him kinda I talk to him. I, I just I don't get the impression. like C J Anderson, mm-hmm. you talk to that guy? He that loves guy football. loves football. Yeah. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, D T mm-hmm. uh Vaughn Miller. 
uh, all, all the really good players on this team, they love football, and their personalities show it off. They may not love talking to the media, even. Right. But you can tell just by watching them that they love football. Cody is so, like, just watch, just the very limited amount of time that I watch him. Like, and you've seen him, too, in the locker room. Right. He's usually by himself. Uh-huh. He's on his phone quiet a lot. Very quiet. And that's not to say that quiet guys can't be great players. DT yeah. is a pretty quiet guy. Oh, yeah. Um, but Cody's just different, man. It, it, there's a disconnect there, and I haven't figured it out. No, I think there's there's merit to you saying that he may not, like, love the game of football because when you get out of not college... Not in the way you need in order right, to... Yeah. Right, when you me, get When you get that. out of college and football is your job and there is a lot on the line there's millions of dollars on the line in your contract and all that stuff you know it it there's a grind to NFL and it's the love of the game that gets you through that and still gets you to enjoy game days i wouldn't be surprised i think Cody Latimer loves game days and that's why you see him make plays on special teams and they get fired up after that but it's it's the love of the game to get you through the morning meetings, the practices, you know, all that stuff that you really have to again love just you know, 100% to get through. And if you don't, it's going to show like you said in your preparation, in your, you know, studying of the playbook. And I think that might be a valid argument about Cody Latimer. No, I think he really has proven himself to be a uh, not like he didn't work in the Manning era, and there was some hope that now that Peyton's out of the building, right. it would help him. But it just hasn't, and mm-hmm. I think that's just a disconnect that he has. He's a nice, good, he's a nice dude, really good athlete. Looks like a guy who would be outstanding. There's just something that, that, that's missing there, and I think guys like Benny Fowler have stepped up in a way that's made him, frankly, oh, yeah. expendable and disposable. Uh-huh. So the, the, that's what I think the Marlon Brown signing really has an impact on, is the Broncos signaling to that locker room that, that they really need some more out of the back end of their receiver core. Right. Well, and, and I mean, Jordan Taylor's been playing pretty good these past couple weeks. Too, Former so. get-to-know-a-Bronco guest so, Jordan Taylor. Uh, so, yeah, again, it's it's maybe his performance as well as how they feel about Benny Fowler. Benny Fowler got a lot of playing time at the end of last season. Um, and the injury kind of got this year off to a slow start, but he's been back in there. Um, so, yeah, I think it is definitely, um, you know, much like I thought uh, AJ, is it AJ Derby? Yes. AJ Derby's signing uh, kind of said something about Jeff Hireman. I think Marlon Brown signing kind of said something about Cody Latimer. No, I think you're absolutely right. They wanted, they want more out of the passing game, and that means that, whether it's a move maybe to put pressure on Latimer, but they're, they're trying to squeeze some more out of this offense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, whether they're going to be able to with Trevor Simeon at quarterback, we've talked about endlessly right. on this show about whether that's even going to be possible for uh, for them to squeeze any more out of this offense as mm-hmm. long as Trevor Simeon's at quarterback. But, hey, speaking of this offense, Ryan Green, uh, one of the key contributors on that unit is a fellow by the name of Capri Bibbs. Yeah. Former, uh, like you, an alum of the University uh, of Proud me, CSU Ram, uh, Colorado State University. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Hughes torn down. Not torn down, just now empty. Empty. It will be torn down. It's, they're uh, going to yeah. tear it down, right? I don't. I actually have no idea what their plans are for it. I never was in love. You with ever it, seen so. a stadium implosion? Yes, that's, that's pretty cool, cool stuff. I, if they if they implode it, I will probably go up there and, and watch it. that. Excuse me. Um, I'm still getting over that cold. Barely. The cough is still there. <laughs> um, Capri, really smart guy. Great conversation that mm-hmm. I had with him. We're gonna we're gonna get to know him 
a little bit, Ryan. Just some things about him. Uh, we talk a little bit about his upbringing and his path to the league in the interview, but over the course of his career, he's got 15 rushing attempts for just 58 yards, two receptions, 75 receiving yards, and a rushing touchdown. But he's barely played. This has really been the only. This is the only season where he's been on the active roster to start the year. Right. And it's the only season where he's really had opportunities to grow and develop. And since CJ went down, mm-hmm. by the way, we'll talk about that on the other side of this. Since CJ went down. He's had he's been asked to step up in a lot of ways. Obviously, Devontae Booker carrying the the bulk of the load, but when Capri has been asked to step in, he's looked pretty good, I think. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, the first game everyone is going to um, you know the first game everyone is going to remember when they think about Capri Bibbs is the Raiders game. He seemed like the lone bright spot on offense that week. Yeah. Uh, especially, I know it came in garbage time on his screen pass, but still, effort like that late in the game when you're down, that's what you want to see from players. You know, you don't want to see him give up and maybe just go down because of whatever, we're down, we're not going to win. You know, he showed that. Um, he had, I personally, I thought he came out of college a little too early, but, you know, if he did, if he did stay another year, he might have gotten drafted and not been on the Broncos, so I guess it worked out. Uh, and, yeah, I think I think this is just – I don't think he's going to be, you know, a a 1,500-yard starter for this league. But if you can have a solid, you know – I don't want to say change of pace back, but a solid depth at running back, uh, Capri Bibbs is definitely going to help you there. So I asked Capri for five minutes. He gave me almost ten <laughs> Yesterday he was a That's great, a great good. conversation. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Let's go right now inside the Denver Broncos locker room. Get to know Denver Bronco running back Capri Bibbs. Welcome into the Denver Broncos locker room. Jake Marsing, 5280SportsNetwork.com, here with Capri Bibbs for this week's episode of Get to Know a Bronco. Capri, how was your bye week, man? It was great. You know, I got a lot of uh, got a lot of extra time off football, of course, and I uh, got a chance to hang out with some teammates. Did you go anywhere? Yeah, I went to. I was in Miami with a couple guys. Yeah. I saw a lot of yeah. guys went down to Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. So Capri, obviously, a lot of people know you here. You've been around Colorado for a while now. Went to Colorado State, played football there. Then you come in with the Broncos. You you get the chance to be on the practice squad for a few years, and you make the active roster this year. Talk to me a little bit about what your experience has been like growing in the league, growing with this team. Um, just as you've gotten here, and then we'll go back kind of a little bit further here in a sec, but just what's your experience like in the day-to-day right now with, in the league? Right now, um, it's an amazing feeling, you know, knowing that you have to start somewhere to get back to where you want it to be, uh, get to where you want to be. Um, being on the practice squad my first two years was um, was, a, was a good thing for me, you know what I mean? I learned so much football, you know. I'm now I'm able to play the game so much faster. I'm more comfortable with the things that I'm doing. You know, and it, it, it's, it's amazing. And I know if I would have came in my first year with the Broncos and had been drafted or something like that and expected to play, you know, in that system that Peyton and them was playing in, you know, I wasn't really – I wasn't I wasn't ready, you know. And I'm glad I was able to sit behind and watch guys like Peyton work and CJ and stuff like that so I can get, you know, that work that work habit down. And, and now that I got it down, it's, it's amazing. I, I love that the Broncos stuck with me and allowed me to do that. I mean, with that said, it's not like you weren't totally ready because you got a call from the Broncos after the draft. They said, hey, we'd like you to come in and see what you can offer. You remember that the draft process? Did you enjoy that process going through all that? No, I didn't. No? No. All right. no. I didn't like the combine much. You know what I mean? I didn't. 
I didn't really like, I just wanted to play football. You know what I mean? That's all I want to do. All this other politicking and all this other stuff like that, I just like to get it. I just like to run the pace game in my hand. You know what I mean? I like to score touchdowns, you know. So that whole drive process was, was boo-boo. And then at the same time, <laughs> at the same time I was able to come in, um, come out the drive, I was end up being undrafted. So the whole process, that whole that whole time was a little frustrating, you know, not seeing my name being called. But at the same time, you know, I, when I prayed to play in the NFL, I never prayed, you know what I mean, to get drafted. You know what I mean? I never prayed, you know, that a coach would call me and be like, you know, we're taking you in the first round. No, all I did was pray to play in the NFL. I just wanted a shot to do that, and, and God gave me that opportunity. So I'm, I'm definitely grateful, and um, I'm happy he's with the Broncos. Did you have teams tell you that they were going to draft you? Were you were you surprised by not by not getting drafted? Yeah, I was I was I was very surprised when I wasn't drafted. I didn't know I was red flagged at first. Had I known I had been red flagged, you know, it would have been a whole other story. I would have probably expected it, but you know, since I had no knowledge that I was, you know, it was it was kind of crazy because you know, obviously, you know, we get our projections and things like that, and I I, I had the the third the fourth round projection. And, you know, things that happened and they went the way they did. But I'm happy I am where I am. With that said, you go through the draft process, you don't get drafted, but then you get a call from from John Elway and the Broncos saying, hey, we'd like you to, to come in here. What was that like for you? I know you got some interest from other teams too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had offers, I think, from uh, like 27 other teams that offered me contracts that same day. But um, it was it was good, you know, to be able to have a choice. You know what I mean? At that same time, you know, I was able to literally almost go through every team and be like, "Do I want to play here or not?" You know, and Denver was the best opportunity for me, market wise, you know, structure wise, and organization. Obviously, is the best organization, you know, that the league has to offer. And uh, it was it was it was a couldn't couldn't beat that. Yeah, and I was, got was, was that the biggest deciding factor? Was getting to, to come play with Peyton, or what was the biggest thing that stuck out for you in choosing the Broncos? My, the biggest thing was the opportunity. Um, at, that year, I think Noshawn Moreno had left and went to Miami Dolphins, and Monte Ball had got some carries the year before. You know, they, but they didn't have a starter. You know, and they had a, three guys here that wasn't starting. You know, so it was. All, I feel like it was going to be open competition. You know college kid coming out not knowing that draft you know picks and all that stuff really mattered and money really mattered you know but it ended up playing a role and you know I'm just happy I was able to you know to stick through it all right real quick let's get to know this Denver Bronco you went to Colorado State played some college football there where are you from originally I'm from Chicago, Illinois Chicago, Illinois you're a Cubs fan I know yeah I am I'm a big Chicago fan big Chicago fan all right I'm gonna ask you a few kind of off the wall questions we'll see where things go uh what's your favorite word my favorite word. I say man a lot. Man? All right. What, what's your least favorite word? Dude. Dude? Dude. Dude? Okay. All right. I hate, I hate, I hate when women say dude. What do, you, <laughs> what do you think is the best part of your game? The best part of my game is that I can, I can, I can do anything that I want to do. You know, uh, and I don't mean that in a, in a cocky way or anything. I just... I feel like I can really I can run in between the tackles. You know, I'm tough enough to do that. I can run, you know, straight up the middle. And I can catch the ball out of the backfield, you know. And I got a little wiggle to my game, you know, that can that can cause me to run extensive touchdowns, longer touchdown runs, off passes, off screens, 
things like that. I, I think I, I like that part about the game. I think I like that God gave me that attribute. What's the one part of your game you want to improve on? Uh, my one part of my game I want to improve on is the knowledge of the game. I, I love the fact that I've learned so much over the past two years, but I know I'm so far away from knowing things the way that Peyton did and knowing things the way that the greats did. And, and I want to know things like that so I can – so I can really, really cut it loose. And I like just playing football, you know, like how you were in high school yeah. and how you are, in, you know, in college at some point. Like you just didn't have to think at all, you know what I mean? You just went out there and just played football, you know, and that's and that's what I want to do is go out there and play football and not worry about, you know, everything else. What sound or noise do you love? Fans cheering when you score a touchdown. I like, I like hearing fans boo. I I love when we play away and you get to hear those fans screaming at you, calling you names. I love that part about football. I love it. What sound or noise do you hate? Mm, sounds racism. I like I hate hearing racism. That's the type of sounds I hate hearing. All the stuff going on right now in the world, I, I hate that. If you weren't playing football, what do you think you'd be doing? If I wasn't playing football. I think I want to coach high school football. I think uh, I want to coach high school football because when I was younger, my high school football coach had a really big influence on me. And I think uh, when you're growing up, you know, and you get uh, around like your freshman year and through your senior high school, you're becoming a man. You know what I mean? And that high school coach or something like that who sticks with you through four years of your life, you know what I mean? He becomes a big part of your life. And I want to influence kids the way, you know, that my high school coach influenced me. What's the one job you wouldn't want to do if you were if you if you weren't playing football? The one job you say I want nothing to do with that. Any anyone? Yeah, any job. Any job. Any job. The job that you that you just look at and you know I would hate that. You know what? I'm sorry for all the McDonald's employees, but I hate <laughs> McDonald's. I got you, okay. All right. I, what, I probably, should, I probably shouldn't say that in an interview. What if they try to... <laughs> we, we can cut it out. Why do you hate McDonald's, though? I, man, like, uh, ever since that Super Size Me video came out, oh, man, yeah. I, was younger, That's I just pretty nasty, couldn't... Man. I couldn't... It's pretty nasty. I couldn't fathom the smell. I can't I can't smell it. I can't taste it anymore, like, without getting nauseous feelings. So that would probably be the worst place I can probably work because I would just probably be sick the whole time. All right, last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? I want God to want me to be one of his soldiers. I want to be one of his knights, you know what I mean? Come in there. Yeah, I want to I want to be like one of his guardians, you know, somebody some demons down there messing around, a tough demon or something, go down there and slay it, you know. I that's how I look at my life right now. He put me on this earth right to be a soldier, you know. And that's what I feel like I, I am, you know, in this world. I feel like I'm a soldier. I feel like I'm a battler. I feel like I can get through anything that I want to get through just because God has put me through so much, you know, and it's taught, it taught me how to fight. So, I mean, when you go to heaven, you know, I don't know anything else to do but fight, you know. So I, w- I want to do that for God more than anybody else. So. Capri, man, we love watching you fight on Sundays. Keep it up, all right? Thanks a lot, Capri. Free bibs. Ryan, uh, I, too, want to slay demons. <laughs> yes. I if too, anyone wants to slay demons and you have the chance to do it, do it. Do it. Uh, I, too, watched Super Size Me, the McDonald's documentary, and hated it. I want to get McDonald's. You, you're in the same boat with Capri. Like, I just wanted it more. 
I, oh, really? I, I was like, like, oh, look at that pink slime. That like, looks delicious. I was like, hey, I, I know he's grossed out, but I could go for a Big Mac. I, I might stop at McDonald's on the way out <laughs> here, actually. Um, great conversation with Capri. Yeah, Certainly awesome appreciate guy. his time. Uh, we can uh, just save it out there. Share it with your friends if you thought it was insightful. Plenty of interesting stuff there about Capri Bibbs, Ryan. And the thing for me that, that's going to continue to be interesting is whether or not his role increases as C.J. Anderson's health status Changes. CJ leaked to some people yesterday, we talked about it on the show, uh, that he leaked to some people over the weekend that he's ahead of schedule in his recovery, Right. that he feels like he can come back and play sooner rather than later. I mean, I've never heard a player say, <laughs> no, I'm actually behind schedule. I yeah. don't know if I will well, be able to. Well, even if he... Let's, let's take him at his word. Okay. Let's say that his medical professionals are telling him that he's ahead of schedule. Right. Should the Broncos bring him back if he's healthy? If he's healthy, if there's even like, because there will be some question about his health. But if he's like sixty to seventy-five percent healthy, oh, it's got it. Yeah, you. If if he's coming back, and and the thought is for playoffs. Um, but if he's coming back for playoffs at seventy percent, I don't know how much that actually helps the team. Uh, maybe it's to get in the backfield and get. You know, or become Trevor's second pair of eyes again. Uh, we we know you know he's talked to, or Trevor's talked about having CJ kind of see things that he hasn't because CJ is a veteran. You know, uh, Booker and Capri just just you know haven't been in the league long enough to to read defenses the way CJ does. So he could help there, but at the same time, you know, if if you're just coming back just to come back, uh, I don't I don't, and you're not healthy and you just want to play, I would say. I, I I want normally I want players 100% returning because then there's no there's there's less of a chance of them re-injuring themselves and honestly I want to see CJ Anderson healthy I think he helps the team immensely uh, and if that means taking the year off and coming back next year stronger do that CJ uh, but if he thinks he can play I'm not gonna stop him from getting on the field I think it's silly I think. <laughs> Look, CJ wants to play, but if there's any question about risking that dude's health, you have to. CJ, though, finds himself in a tough spot. I mean, you and I know, you were there, I asked CJ about if he felt any pressure because of Devontae Booker's kind of rise and the way right. he's come along this season. I asked him that, like, a month ago, two right. mo- a month and a half ago. He clearly did not love that question. Yeah. He, he clearly felt a little bit of pressure uh-huh. uh, from Booker. Um, so I think CJ knows that... If Devontae is able to play well, which really he hasn't yet since CJ's been down, Devontae right. has not had great numbers. Right. But if he's able to come along in the second half of the season in the last six games, the Broncos are going to look at CJ's salary number and they're going to say, yeah. that's tough to justify. See, that's the thing. And um, I remember there was an interview uh, I shot with CJ and Vic Lombardi, and CJ. Uh, (laughs) CJ talked about how um, he had somehow developed an injury prone, um, you know, I guess he's, he's known for being injury prone and he didn't get that. He was like, I played like 30 games and I, you know, haven't, I haven't played enough to say, oh yes, he's injury prone. Well, unfortunately this doesn't help that argument. And when you, when you become labeled as injury prone, that's when, like you said, people start reevaluating your contract. And you're like, you know, he got he got a pretty nice contract in the in the off season. 
and uh, you know the Broncos may be just a tad bit worried and may you know sit down with him and, and ask him you know about how he's feeling and all that stuff before maybe talking about renegotiating. Who knows? But I know that uh, CJ definitely wants to get out there more so than most, and I think that might you know as we were talking about, he might go out on the field and injure himself because he wants to get out there so badly. No, I, I think you're you're right. I think CJ has that fire inside of him that's rare among athletes, yeah. and you see it in the way he runs. And that's not artificial, folks. Yeah. That guy, that guy is all effort, mm-hmm. all heart, all gut. He does not have the the most talent, the most the best skill set as right. a running back. Like you watch him, and you're like, he does a couple things really well. He has great balance, really good vision, but he's not. Like naturally gifted, right? As a runner, exactly. And I mean, his draft position uh, as going an undrafted, undrafted yeah. you know. And I think, but that's where he also gets that desire from being undrafted and wanting to prove people wrong. He and loves so, having a chip on his shoulder. So maybe this is the chip he needed. All right, Brian. I think uh, good conversation with Capri. Yeah. We certainly appreciate him. More. Uh, we'll do these once a week mm-hmm. on Tuesday. We'll play these uh, these conversations with you. Uh, some guys who have said they will come on the show: Jared Crick, AJ Derby, All right. uh, Brandon McManus, Riley Dixon. We got we got some guys to fill these last few weeks with. Very good. Uh, and we will continue to do it. I love having these conversations, getting the chance to ask those guys some kind of off the wall, interesting questions. Uh, tomorrow, Ryan Broncos will be back to work, getting ready for the Kansas City Chiefs, and we will fully turn our attention to how in the heck this team's going to win their sixth straight division title. Oof. It's going to be messy. It's going to be tight, yeah. especially with the Oakland win last night. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, for everybody at 5280sportsnetwork.com, give us a follow on Twitter, at 5280sportsnet. Give him a follow on Twitter. He's at rgreen5280. I'm at Jake D. Marsing. We will talk to you from the parking lot of the UC Health mm-hmm. Training Center tomorrow and Thursday. Uh, we wish you, for those of you who are traveling, safe travels. Get to where you want to go. Enjoy spending the week with your families. Uh, we will be there to, to help you out as much as possible, Ryan. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. And uh, until then, this is 5280 Sports Network.